2: Live all right, okay, okay today is uh Monday May sixteenth We uh, had a short time in between sessions two and three me and uh mayor, and um <laughs> we're about to uh go do that, do our thing here together um today's session is going to be the beginning of either two or three sessions of um the uh the top twenty differences between men and women, depending on how these conversations go. I've seen this go um uh, two sessions, I've seen it go three, but um, the way I have the, t- the, the program scheduled is flexible enough that uh, even if it went three sessions, I can do the last three sessions pretty quickly, squeeze them in, and, and make it work. So, um, you know, no worry about it. Um, okay. I'm not, you know, uh, I'd like to do from uh, 1 to 10 today, but uh, I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, if it doesn't, you know, I'll just clean up the rest of it and we it. Uh, is it next Monday we're going to be um, uh, doing the next session after this? Or is it Friday? Because I don't think Friday you're available, is that correct? Right. I'm in
1: uh, I'm in Chicago this Friday, but next uh yeah, next Monday works.
2: Okay, be okay, great. All righty. So um let's see here. Anything um oh yeah, here's what I wanted to know. I wanted to get a sense of your email, which was freaking awesome, by the way. You know, it's funny, I've mentioned it to women but they don't actually um They haven't been able to or willing to do the program as designed a lot of the time, which is interesting because, you know, one of the things I I don't I don't always say this, but I often say this, which is uh, I I request that you do the program. You commit to doing the program as designed to the degree that you want a man to commit to you. Mm. Um, I I, I know you heard me say that before. Um, Mm,
1: Thanks for the reminder, uh, though. I I wasn't present to that. Yeah. Okay. Good.
2: Exactly, but see, that's the point that I just made, that You might you heard it, you are rigorous, and you didn't remember it, and so whether yeah, yeah,
3: that, yeah. Have no rigor,
2: <laughs> it just goes out the window, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so I don't have the email in front of me, but I, I suppose I can get it, but my computer's moving so slow, I don't even want to try to take a chance on waste some time with it, but um, do you have access to it real quick? Because I'd uh, you know, like you to just go through it real quick.
1: Sure sure yeah uh, just pulling it up here all right set. um okay yeah so you want me to read off the ones i checked yep all right um, and then
2: as you go through it i want you to give me the experience of it like you know a brief description of your version of it you know what i mean
1: like what i'm thinking in my head
2: yeah 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 like i put the thing down there but your version of it yeah exactly
1: Oh man. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> well some of these are like so they're 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 close, you know. So yeah, um right. like a jerk and insensitive I'd have you know <laughs> in the same category. Um mm-hmm. so a jerk um yeah, my version of it. Uh, a jerk like um uh Hurting me and knowing you're hurting me and not saying anything about it.
3: Okay.
1: Um, a player. Um. Like um. Uh, like you better be sensational moment to moment to moment here, because otherwise, I got I got other places to be. <laughs> <laughs> <Got
3: it>. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, I have anger issues. Um, that's um, my experience. With that is like, it's like like run. You know, my experience is like scary and and run. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes that lo- that doesn't look explosive. It actually looks the other way, uh, which is uh, retreat. Trem- like in a in a big way, such that I don't know they retreat so much that they're out of communication. I I don't even know if it's me they're mad at or it's something else they're mad at. And that's mm. that's really scary for me. Um a cheater yeah, like um just feeling uh you know, disrespected um mm. and and let down. You know, like mm. why'd you commit to this if you were, you know, gonna cheat. Um um but but i cheated too, so I gotta, you know, just be responsible there
3: um
1: too wimpy uh yeah too wimpy like 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 what's the matter with you like man up you know Mm.
3: yeah
1: (laughs) um a liar oh this drives me bonkers Mm. uh how does that occur for me like um Like, I'm dating, like, Mr. Fantasyland, you know, like, it just, he's, like, because it's lies, so you're just kind of like, who am I, who am I really dating, what's, how do we, like, how do we have any space to do anything if, if we've, you know, there's lies in the space, you know. Um, all about sex, um, how does that occur, just, um, yeah, just like not an interest in getting to know me, um but very much an interest in in the physical. Yeah. Um
0: shallow
1: oh yeah, gosh. This is like um Shallow is like you know, I I, I I only watch and read about sports because that's what I like. And, like, versus, well, I read shit I don't like, but, like, you just, I, it, recur, it occurs to me as, like, irresponsible and immature.
3: Mm. Okay.
1: Um, Sorry, so the shallow, I kind of built out a little bit there. It's I was taking it more than shallow, shallow which just the, uh, yeah, more like an immature kind of thing. Um, he's Mr. Fix It. Um, well, if it's, like, fixing. My problem versus, like, hearing me out when, when I just want to be heard out, that I could get. But, like, Mr. Fix-It, like, I'm a woman that lives on my own, so, heck, you want to come change some light bulbs or fix it? Like, <laughs> knock yourself out. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, insensitive, yeah. I, I tied that one with the first one, like being, you know, yeah. being a jerk, and that's like the, um, but, yeah, just... um not so much harsh words, I mean, I don't necessarily have that, but it's just so like, when I'm hurt and you know, you hurt me, but you don't know what to say, so you don't say anything, that's, that's, that's painful, um, lazy drives me effing bonkers, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, um, inconsiderate, yeah, that's like a, a, a rude, disrespectful, um, well, stop romancing me. Yeah, I can d I definitely have a um like okay, when when it's all great, right? It's like, okay, when's this gonna end? <laughs> you know, like a self self sabotage. Um mm. is stupid um, yeah, I've gotta be definitely responsible and I can I can definitely hear um some guys that way sometimes. Um doesn't wanna understand me. You know, that's kinda in with the, the uh um, all about sex or insensitive. Um, untrustworthy, that would be up there with, you know, player and cheating and, um, but untrustworthy, yeah, like with my heart kind of how I hear it. Um, slow, I have that up there with the stupid, that was kind of how I, I kind of grouped those together. Um, selfish is, yeah, like me first and then And then we'll get to you. Um, Broke. um, Yeah, a broke is uh, definitely, like, I was, um, I talked to this guy last night and, um, yeah, it sounds like he's, it sounds like he's broke. Um, And so it's like, okay, what, like, what got you there? And more importantly, like, are are you ambitious? You know, that's that's what I'd be listening for. Or, or do you not have a problem with being broke? You know, and that's just uh, how life goes. Or, you know, Um, non-committal. Yeah, yeah, that's like the uh, you date somebody and then they're like, yeah, I'm not actually looking for a relationship. Irresponsible, I guess that I have up there with like, more like the lazy. Yeah, group that kind of with the lazy. Intimidating, yeah. So I can do this thing where I put a certain guys like on a, um, what's the word, platform, plateau? No, what's Pedestal. Like a platform, pedestal, thank you. I knew it was a few words. A pedestal where they become untouchable. And I actually dated someone that you know, said that to me, like, after a number of months, they're like, look, you know, I'm not, I don't deserve to be on this pedestal, and then you know, it creates a less than of myself, um, which which they're, which no one could overcome, right? I mean, there's just, like I purposely set the space up that, that they're better than, and that doesn't work. Um, yeah, weak, that's, like, up there with lazy, um, uh or weak uh, I guess that could also be uh, um like being a doormat, yeah, that's actually more like a doormat, um egotistical, yeah, they think they're they think they're all that a mama's boy, definitely that um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I also have a listening like of that one, like whatever you think of your relationship with your mom or or what you really think about your mom like that's going to get projected onto your relationship. So there's these mom there's these guys that are super close with their moms and either live near their moms or see them very often or they're elderly, mm-hmm. they help out their moms the whole time but like they complain about their moms, you mm-hmm. know? And so I kind of get a uh, I have um uh that always I'm always a little leery there because they look like this great son that does all this great stuff, but then they you know they bitch about They bitch about her um too fast sexually, yeah, for me, that just kind of what I was sharing last time it's like the you know if if the sexual part goes in front of is further ahead than the emotional part, it just all falls apart for me um so anything that's like pushy or something that would, Yeah, drive me bonkers. Um, Annoying. Yeah, that's probably up there with stupid. To be honest. (laughs) Um, One track mind. Yeah, that would be like all about the sex. Um, I didn't check off workaholic. I meant to. Mm. Yeah, definitely workaholic. Where you know they talk about how much they work, or they talk about work a lot. Um,
2: Just so that you know. That could be a one-track mind, too. That could be the one-track his mind is on.
1: Oh, that's not sex. Yeah, I just do the one-track mind of sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair (laughs) point. Yeah, I do have... That's great, because there's a couple guys I've dated where it's it's about, like, they are, like, insanely busy. Like, they have a ton of commitments and a ton of it, and they, yeah, they work a lot of hours, and then they do, like, 42 other things. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of that one-track mind of, like, being their schedule, you know, like I've got... Mm -hmm. This at eight and that at ten and so yes. don't know what they want around relationships. Ugh, oh, try bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fairness I'm now learning myself, you know, newly, <laughs> so <laughs> um too focused on success, that's up there like if it's if it's work wise and business wise, like where they've got their professional life skyrocketing but their personal life's not where it wants they want it to be. Um, so that's probably too focused on a, you know, a certain type of success. Um, overburdened, yeah, that's up there with the guys that have these, like, packed schedules. Yeah. So I, I listen to them, like, I don't, uh, like, where would I fit in? Or it's, it's going to be like a, you know, it's like adding me to the to-do list to call or something, like, I, I don't want to do that. Um, don't take care of themselves, um, yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Um, and blind. Yeah, that would be up there with, like, the clueless, like, can't read my mind. What's what's your problem kind of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, you were, um, as you were describing it, it sounded like, like these thoughts pop up throughout relationships, not just when you first meet a guy as a concern, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true, right. I wrote the list one way, yeah, yeah, but I can definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, have that listening further on.
2: Yeah, so since we're in wisdom and one of the distinctions is listening to greatness out of others, Mm. you might want to uh, (laughs) figure out how to flip the script on those, or at least notice that you have them, and then get them out of the way so you can see who they really are. And sometimes they're going to actually be that. You know what I mean? But like, like some guys will, some guys won't, and then you know you get a chance to see who they really are. You know, just because I can see who women really are doesn't mean that uh, I'm going to, you know, be super optimistic and nice and, and you know uh, about how she's being a bitch. You know what I mean? She's being a bitch. I'm yeah. Like, oh. But if she's not being a bitch, she's being gracious. I'm gonna treat. I'm gonna treat her the way she treats herself and the way she interacts with people. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying yeah. don't don't see don't. I'm not saying don't look at those. I'm saying come as a clean slate, and then however they are is how you interact with them.
1: Yeah. Okay. It, it it makes sense, like like you know, conceptually. I got it, but, Yeah. I yeah. had that question <laughs> as I was going through it, where I was like, you know, but there's times where there's like. Evidence like you don't want to be this idiot that's like with a jerk that's like giving you so much evidence that they're a jerk right. and you're like oh I've got new listening oh so past is in the past you know what I mean like it's not that
2: not he it says you're still you are or is is what this is not um, don't look at guys that way ever again it's like look at them for nothing and then let them tell you how they are
1: okay. Make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does.
2: Yeah, because, cause, I mean, you know, there's, there's the female version of that, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had my, my share, and you'll know, hear some stories over time, like, you know, me being dumped a couple of times. Like, uh, I'm scared. Of, men, men are generally scared of, to break up with women because women get real nasty if we break up with them before they're ready for the relationship to break up. If y'all want to break up with us, yeah, you know, a lot of the guys have learned it's not you, it's me. I can't, you know, I've, I've got my problems, and so they they'll they'll take responsibility and blame themselves for not being able to be in a relationship anymore, rather than you suck, this ain't working, and you give me give me a hard time, I gotta go, you know. Especially if there's any kids involved, oh my god, man, they they're like, how am I supposed to survive this? It's like hell, you know what I mean? So uh, we uh. we don't want to put up with the punishment that we're gonna get from breaking up with somebody that ain't ready to break up with us, so. You know, that's among, you know, many. And then there's a lot of things that women do that that are practice-based actions, you know, strategized actions that produce results. As a matter of fact, uh, at some point, and in, in hopefully next week or so, I'm going to write a uh, e-book called um, The Top 10 Reasons Why Men Lead Women. <laughs> Okay. Actually, I'm actually gonna put in eleven. So I'll send it to you so you can get it because you know you're gonna be impressed by it. I can show you the list and we can talk about it another time. But because um, it was a part of this program, but I've got so many other things in it, I had to take it out because I didn't want to overload people. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, okay, good. So we got that complete. Um, I'm clear about that. Um, I invite you to um, uh, you know interact with that in ways that work. And the other thing I'm going to ask you to do is to combine them because you were saying this is kind of with that, that's kind of with this. So, you know, create yourself a new list so you can be responsible for it because then you'll see that instead of having, like, you know, 20 things, you probably got, like, nine things because you got to combine. You know what I mean? Okay. So okay. Uh, that, could be, that could be a checklist when you, you know, when you first meet a guy, or have it, you know, you, you go to the bathroom and say, okay, let me give this one up. What can I give up or something, you know? Like, mm, yeah whatever so um just i'm just saying however you feel mostly comfortable using it as a tool i suggest you use it that way so okay you're starting right. and I'll finish the job there there you go all right so today uh we're going to be talking about the top 20 differences between men and women we're going to start um so now that uh we've we've taken the time to remove the filters that keep you from seeing and interacting with men effectively and seeing them as they really are, the next thing to accomplish is to actually examine how men think and why they do things the way they do them. So we're going to do the top 20 differences between men and women, and that's what that's about. So these differences are extensive. They're also extremely transformative. Here's why. One, uh, you're not going to be able to see men the same ever again. You won't even be able to look at them the same way ever again. seeing them and looking at them is is two different things. Like in your mind, you see them this kind of way, visually. And then your eyes actually land on them. It's like a different thing. So seeing and looking is like two different things, you know? Uh, Mm You don't even look at them the same way Uh, ever again. That's the first thing. Second thing is you're going to learn so much about yourself in the process that you'll appreciate yourself much more. Number three, are you going to say something about
0: that? be
1: That's what I was going to say. be
2: oh. <laughs> Number three, you'll experience a greater degree of safety and security because you'll begin running out of things to worry about in almost every area of your life because of the level of certainty you'll have regarding that.
3: Hmm.
2: And the woman that I was telling you about um, earlier that called me yesterday, I think you we know, talked about it on, on before we hit record, she was so much more grounded even though she was still trapped than yeah. she had before she did the program because she understood a lot about men. She just didn't understand how to figure out whether they liked her or not. And so, you know, she's got to go back into that, that thing there. Um, okay. But, but she feels so much ground, more grounded than, um, you know, than she was when we first started working even after asking for more help. So that's definitely going to happen. Um, number four, do you really...
1: Hold on one sec, Tony, sorry. Can you can you say the first few words of number three again? I just I missed the first few words.
2: Okay. You'll experience a greater degree of safety and security because you'll begin running out of things to worry about in almost every area of your life. Ah, okay. Because of the level of certainty you'll have regarding men.
1: Okay.
2: See most women, I want to say ninety nine percent of women are worried about life because they're worried about whether they're going to be safe and secure, and they worry about safety and security because they wonder if they're going to ever have a man that's going to do that or if the man that's with them is going to do that.
3: hmm
2: And so, um, you know, 99% of your safety and security, whether you whether it's financial, emotional, whatever, is going to come from, like, not having a relationship with a guy or not understanding God.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so once you have a sense of safe a sense of certainty, a groundedness around men, so much more of your safety and security concerns disappear.
3: Okay.
2: Because yeah. you know, you 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 can see where guys coming from. That's one of the things that drives women crazy. But it's also the thing that has y'all fall in love with us because you may not understand this, but as long as we're being that way for you, you'll be like, oh you'll know, yeah. just be able to breathe. Okay. That uh, mm-hmm. you, you may never you may never feel certain without him, but with him you could feel uh, a large degree of safety, and security, a, a large degree of groundedness in, in that. You know what I
3: mean? Okay.
2: Uh, but when you understand, man, most of your problems, most of your concerns, your painful concerns are going to disappear around yourself, your own safety and security, and around relationships. So that's what that means. Okay. Number four, your relationships will go so much more smoothly because you won't be driving yourself crazy wondering what your man is thinking. (laughs) You'll have a really good idea what's going on with him, and so you'll be able to relax. Uh, Number five, you'll learn about yourself by virtue of learning about men because every time you learn something about men and find yourself saying, that's not me, it'll help you see yourself more clearly. We often learn who we are by seeing things that's not who we are. So, I read like 11 books from Neil Donald Walsh. He's the author of Conversations with God. You've heard of that book series, I'm sure? Yes. Yeah. So, in it, in every one of those books, he's got, he writes down a number of quotes that God gave him, with one of them, which is In the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. So without hot, you can't know what cold is. Without rich, you can't know what poor is. Without good, you can't know what bad is. Without bad, you can't know what good is, right? So that's what I mean by that. Men will teach you who you are just by letting you know who you're not.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So that, and then last but not least, you'll know both how to make your man happy and how to show him how to make you happy without making him wrong or giving him a hard time. Let me say that again. Last but not least, you'll know both how to make your man happy and you'll know, how to sh- make, you'll know how to show him how to make you happy without making him wrong or giving him a hard time. Skippy <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my wish for all of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Come on. What happened do you know, there's a statement, right? It's the thought that counts. Yeah, not with most women, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Come on, give us a break. Oh, we do doing like
0: that.
2: Nah, you're right. Anyhow, with that, there's just one more thing I want you to go I want to go over before we begin, which is how to get the most out of this section. Try it all on. What I mean is to trust what's being said as gospel until the section is complete. I don't say it to make you do anything. I recommend it because one of the most challenging things that happen during the learning process, particularly for adults, is the tendency to decide whether one believes or agrees with something, and if the answer is no, anything else that's said is thrown away, then they may never learn what's needed to get the most out of the learning process. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that you set aside, if this speaks to you, which I don't think so, I don't get that about you, but I'm just saying it. Anyhow, any tendencies of agreeing about what you heard until the end of this section, agreeing or disagreeing. Okay. Uh, if after the section is over, you apply what you learned here and it doesn't work for you, don't use it, just forget about it. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you remain open-minded, you'll find the information extremely valuable, and I just want to make sure you're mentally and emotionally prepared to get the complete value of this section. And with that, let's begin. So now, you heard me say this before. I'm going to say it again. The number one difference between men and women is that men need to feel successful and be successful, and women need to feel safe and secure. So... As a woman, you already know you need to feel safe and secure. That safety and security is the main focus of your life. If it's not the main focus, it's like 1A. However, what you may not know is that men don't know you need to feel safe and secure. The two main reasons why they don't know this is because, one, they think you need to be made happy since you never tell men how much you need to feel safe and secure. They interact with you from the standpoint of, what do I need to do to make her happy? Or, if mama ain't happy, no one's happy. Or, hell hath no fury like a woman's gone, or other versions of that. Because you use the language of happy, unhappy, men never realize that being and feeling safe is the only thing that's going to make you happy. And being adored, but that's a whole other conversation. Number two. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, the other reason men don't know women need to feel safe and secure is because men don't think about being safe and secure. They're not thinking about their own safety in any way, shape, or form physically, financially, health wise, romantically. Nowhere do they think about safety unless they're in direct confrontation that can result in physical harm or death, such as robberies, military conflict, fires, etc. And even then, They're more committed to successfully overcoming or navigating the situation than they are of dying or becoming damaged in some way. They may get scared, but their desire for success takes over and drives their actions in every single way. Men feel capable in so many ways. They know they can make, do, or get anything. They have goals, dreams, and aspirations that motivate them into action. The only thing they're worried about is the consequences of not succeeding. Let me say that again. The only thing men are worried about is the consequences of not succeeding. Men know that if they fail, they're on their own, exiled, abandoned, thrown away. Because of this, they have to succeed, have to succeed. There are no other options. Succeed or die alone. To many women, men come across as egotistical or childish with their competitive spirit. But what they're really doing is training themselves to be successful. They can't afford to be weak in any areas of life because that might be the place they fail and get exiled. If you can imagine substituting safety and security with success, you begin to understand most of what it's like to be a man. Men are as desperate to be successful as you are at being safe and secure. Every time you belittle a man for wanting to be successful, it's exactly like a man laughing at you for feeling unsafe or insecure and just as insulting. These two mindsets, safety and security and success, is as different at night, and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. They're not just ideas or mindsets. They're operating systems, sort of like Macs and PCs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They eventually accomplish similar things, but go about it in such different ways that you end up needing to learn two different languages. All right, so I just said a lot. What you hearing, what comes to mind? What's up?
1: Um. Uh, yeah, no, that's, um, I like that, you know, swap, swap, safety and security for success in terms of your thinking as a woman and, you know, begin to see what it's like for, for men and just how far from their minds safety and security is, um, and, and therefore how important it is to me but how much they don't think about it but letting them know how important it is to me is a way they could be successful by providing it
2: yes so um one of my favorite people's name her name is Allison armstrong she's got this company called pax programs and her program, I think she changed the name of it, but at at a certain time, unless it's still the same, it's called Celebrating Men, Satisfying Women. That sentence is a genre. That sentence is the way the planet should really look at relationships. When a woman celebrates a man, she satisfies herself because Men are no different than boys in this respect. Boys bring a teacher to the apple, or the apple uh, teacher, right? They bring the, the uh, apple to the teacher, right? I just said it three times. And then the teacher gets excited and says thank you. And you know what that makes him want to do? Bring another one. Exactly. She celebrated and acknowledged the fact that he gave her something that she liked. And so he wants to do it again and again and again and again and again and again until so he either runs out of apples or she stops asking, you know, being happy with the apples or something. But as long as you celebrate his intentions, his commitment, his efforts, he will continue to work on his efforts until he succeeds and then beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the greatest things I heard her ever say was uh, when she was first learning about men. She had a conversation with a man, and it went like this, um, more or less. She was interviewing him, and he said, you know, if I could, I would want to be the hero. I want to be a hero to my woman. And she sat there, and she was so stunned she couldn't even say anything. Then about 10 seconds later, he said, as a matter of fact, I wish I could be a hero for every woman in my life that I know. Mm-hmm. And then she was even more stunned, and so she just couldn't say anything. And then another five or ten seconds went by, and he said, matter of fact, if I could, I, I'd want to be a hero to every woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then she had this realization. Oh, wait a minute. Women want heroes. Men want to be heroes. Maybe relationships could work. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that's why it's so critical for women to listen to greatness out of men because what she's really doing is she's saying you're so successful you the man i'm celebrating you and then he's going to be like really let me do more because mm. because guys you know when they're playing basketball or they playing you know uh football or whatever they're doing just because they won once don't mean they don't want to keep doing it mm. I think Magic Johnson's teams won five or six championships. My, Michael Jordan's teams won five or six championships. You know, like like the Boston Celtics in basketball, at in, in, in one point they won 11 championships in 13 years. Mm. The Yankees have won more championships in football than any other team. They've won 27 World Series championships in, in their history, 27. They... Because they won once, don't mean they ain't going to win no more. Mm. (laughs) They win until they can't win anymore. Mm. Sugar Ray Leonard, he was a boxer, right? Of course, he was a championship boxer. Even after he won everything, won all the money he could make, he retired and he came back. Do you know why he came back? He did not come back for the money. He came back because he loved winning. Mm. He was beyond, he was past his prime, but he still wanted to keep winning. Men never get tired of winning. We, don't get, we get tired of winning about as much as you get tired of being safe and secure.
1: About as much as we get tired of what?
2: About as much as women get tired of being safe and secure. Ah,
1: uh, okay.
2: Which is never. Mm. <laughs> I really want you to, like, get that. Because okay. everything else that follows is going to be inside of safety and security. Not safety and security. It's going to be inside of uh, success from that. Okay. So... So, um, and and I really wanted to go there because I want you to see it on the court from now on. So, um, right now I know oh you got a eleven thirty stop. I was thinking ten ten or eleven o'clock for some reason. Okay, good. So we we got a few more. We got some time here left. Let me go into the next next couple next two or three. Um, next men, excuse me. Yeah, men are rational. Women are emotional. I'd explain this because. Um, they're rational in order to be successful. And you're all emotional because if you're not feeling safe and secure, you're very very emotional.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyhow, there's
2: more than that. Women are emotional, and their emotions make them do things. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's hard for you to do something that you don't feel like doing. Mm Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, you, you understand the level of commitment. You understand integrity and commitment. But even still, even besides that, it's like, (gasps) and then, you know, you you take actions based on how you feel. Men don't necessarily do that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Men are are almost as emotional as women, but their emotions don't make them do things. What makes sense is what drives their actions. That's because men focus on producing results, and they're not going to be willingly taking actions. That are a waste of time unless they don't want to do something, then they always time because so they don't want to do nothing. Women are driven by emotions, and most of the things that you have to deal with in life, which is communication, family, romance, friendships, child rearing, home life. Um, if a woman isn't emotional about something, it's almost never really a good thing for y'all. <laughs> you know, like, I don't feel nothing about this. I don't care. So you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to get involved and all of that stuff, you know. So emotions drive decision-making, lifestyle choices, and even what to spend time on. If it doesn't drive everything, it may not drive everything, but it's a major factor in a woman's life. Let me ask you a question. Um, how do you feel? Like, how does your emotions affect you personally?
1: Um... Yeah, they're they're like in landmark I've been touched, you know, by a man that, you know, it's like you're you're really attached to your emotions. You know? Oh. And I do oh, well, I, I, give them,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. I give them yeah, yeah. I a tremendous amount of meaning. Um you know, make decisions from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, um yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult to do things when I don't feel like it. I got
2: it. I got it. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing, and I'll tell you why at another time, but that's a good thing, and I'll tell you why later. Um, on the other hand, emotions for men are mainly motivational in its design and purpose. Men decide, or more accurately rationalize, make sense of, or try to make sound judgments on what to do. They actually pride themselves on their ability to do things regardless of how they feel. They're a very high achievement for almost all men. Because men live to be successful, everything they do, think, say, desire, or are responsible for is fueled by their vision of what it'll feel like and look like when they accomplish their goals.
3: Mm.
2: Men are always looking at the results they want. They only care about successfully achieving their desired results. Anything else is extra. You know, I've I'll, I'll, got a little more to say about it, but I'm going to stop right here and just let you know that um, one of the big safety and security concerns for a woman is that she's thinking that if he's mad at her or doesn't like her or doesn't want to deal with her, he's going to take himself away because he don't feel like it because that's what you would do you don't feel like it, you ain't doing it. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. You know, women have a natural tendency to throw each other under the bus if they don't like each other because they just don't like each other. They just don't feel like it, you know. I and mean, You can't, can't operate outside of your feelings, which is you know, understandable, and it's a little painful, but men don't do that. So if a man is mad at his woman, she's worried that she's gonna, he's going to throw her away, which is a major safety and security concern. But he's like, You piss me off. I'm still going to take you to work anyhow. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. that's the wise thing to do. And that's one of the reasons why women love men when they're loyal, because they're hoping that he's going to be loyal and take care of her even when he's mad at her. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember posting uh, posting a a, uh, a meme on my Facebook page with this old couple sitting on on a bench. And it's raining, and he's sitting there, angry at her, grumpy looking, and he's got an umbrella up, but the umbrella is only over her, because yeah, I'm mad at you, but I still don't want you to, still want you to be okay. <laughs> that's yeah. what about you, you know what I mean? And that's guys. That's that's how guys are, because what we do and the results we produce is more important than how we feel. Last thing I'll say is um, <laughs> when I first did this program, no, the second time I did this program as a beta test, because I did it twice as a beta test, uh, a couple of the women was trying to tell me how to do things. Like, they loved the program, but then I was like, hey, like, how about y'all work with me to to, to actually, like, deliver this program? I like, didn't like the way it did, did things. There's one woman in particular. She was just cutting me down and, sh- and shutting me up and throwing me down and all of this stuff, Right you know, you're a good trainer, but I wish you was better as a manager. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So she got uh, the agreement with uh, two other women, and they, um, uh, you know, got on the call, and one of them wanted to be the mediator between me and her. And so we got on the call, and and after, and then I had one one friend on the call that was with me, she's like, Listen, you don't know understand. this guy's trying to do his best he can. What's wrong with you? You know, it's not out of it. So, I, I you know, I, she, she wanted to be on the call. I told her about it. You know, I told everybody about it. So she wanted to be on the call. After about an hour, she was like, man, screw this. I can't even handle it. Like, Y'all lost your mind. Right? After two hours and 15 minutes, I was like, okay, like, here's, okay. So we're talking and we're talking and we're talking. But are we actually ever going to do
3: anything? Mm-hmm.
2: And then it took about fifteen minutes for the call in. One of the three women, one of the three women, who was the moderator of the conversation, she actually ended up taking me around. She was like my main promoter to try to put the workshop on, but she was taking me in areas where it didn't work. Like those folks were not our ideal customers because they Mm -hmm. were not trying to. They didn't have the money to do the program, even though they loved the program. So, um, but yeah, (laughs) talk, 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 feel, feel, feel. Oh, you want me to do something? <laughs> oh my god. So anyhow. Um yeah, I just wanted to put that in. So um yeah, so when it comes to emotions, the only emotions that men thirst for is the thrilling heart palpitations of success. Everything else either helps them be successful or keeps them from being successful. For example, when you express your love for them to them, they feel successful with you. Because they're extremely clear that you wouldn't want to spend one second with them if you didn't look up to them and love them. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. The bottom line is that men use their brain to decide what to do rather than their emotions, whereas women are led by their emotions in basically every aspect of their life. That's a huge difference. Men are not unemotional. They're trying to get something done. And that's how we're designed. We're PCs. Y'all are Macs. Y'all are fancier than us. Y'all got a lot more stuff going on, a lot of different ways. We're just, like, trying to produce results as well. Correct. Okay, great. Anything you want to say about that for the next one? Um, uh, no, I'm good.
1: I'm good. Thanks.
2: That's good. That's good, good. All right. Third, women are multitaskers. Men are single focus. <laughs> You've probably heard this before, huh? Um, women are directed by their environment, which tells them what to pay attention to and what there is to do. I ain't going to tell you. (laughs) I did this program with Alison Armstrong. It was called uh, um, Understanding Women 101, Unlocking the Mystery. So I went there with my second wife, right, and um, we were trying to make it work, but it didn't work. And actually, we had an awesome conversation yesterday with my second wife. We're still friends. And uh, she's trying to get into the catering business. Um, I know trying to get into catering consultant. She wanted to be a catering consultant. So we talked for a while yesterday. It was awesome. But anyhow, we went to, to Understanding Women because she drugged me around all kind of different programs. It was one of the gifts she gave me. And, um, you know, they talked about this very thing. You know, women are multitaskers and the environment tells us what to do. And and so Alison Armstrong, you know, she asked the men questions and asked the men if the men had any questions. I said, well, if you get so distracted that you move on to the next thing before you finish the first thing, how do you get anything done? The women laughed. <laughs> you know, that's a good question, but how we do it is like we do this, we get distracted, we finish this, and we keep circling around the room until the room is clean. Because that's just what we do. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, got it. So then after the, after the break, after um, the, the program was over, um, we walked, me and you know, my ex, we walked to the subway in Grand Central, and you know in Grand Central they got this uh, bakery, right? this huge Bakery, down in there they they sell sweets and stuff like that. You seen it before, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're in there, and um, so her son's birthday was either that day or the the next day, I think, like that. So she came in to buy a cake, and um, uh, Allison says if you want to get the woman's attention, put a put your hand on her because a man's hand is the loudest thing in the room, no matter when, where, they, where it is, whatever, right? So she's, you know, she was going there to get a cake, and then she looks at the cupcakes. No, we need to get a cake. No, then she walks over here and looks at, you know, the, the, the truffles or whatever. No, cake. I was laughing. That's about the fifth time I said, no, cake. <laughs> because the environment was pulling around like she was in the shopping zone, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. And,
2: and so, the, the, yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe it's not funny to you cause that's what you do too. I don't know. But uh, it just was <laughs> hilarious to me because, like, as a single-forward guy, we, I, I went there to go get a cake and then go home. Cake. Go home. Cake. And so I was just watching how that was on the court, man. It was freaking hilarious. This was like in 2007 or something. 2006, I think. Anyhow, yeah. You know, um, women can see an entire room all at once without turning their head, and then they find their environment keeps them busy. The combination of the two aspects causes a reaction that can best be described as multitasking. So, but, you know, let's see here. So, yeah, it's describing a woman. You already know that. But women have a hard time focusing on any one thing, but men don't have that as an issue at all. In fact, it's one of the biggest differences between men and women And because it's so clear that men see things differently than women do, and it often drives women crazy. So you all be having thoughts, like, how could he not have seen that on the floor? How come he keeps trying to fix things when I just need him to listen? How many times has... He's going to get one tool from the shed at a time where he can get all of them at the same time. It's just so many things, right? So a man can focus so narrowly, so narrowly that they can watch a TV that's, on, that's placed on a short TV stand and not even notice the bag of garbage on the floor right under the TV. <laughs> um, I'm laughing, <laughs> I know it's true, man understandably women don't like that about men but there's a great reason that men are so single focused they can keep from getting distracted in any environment they choose to go into Mm. this means if they're out to accomplish something nothing will get in their way this is what is called hunter's vision Mm. where they can see and predict actions activities and, t- create, uh, you know, observe timing and distance for the benefit of themselves and others in service of achieving their goals, such as hunting, fishing, protection, and other critical life issues. This may or may not bother you around the house. But when it comes to him taking care of you, you'll be happy that he's single-focused on taking care of you. Mm. Right? So when we're looking at these differences between men and women, what I want you to really get is that um, the, the creator made, had a had a great idea about making men the way they made men and a great idea for making women the way they made women, they made women but at the same time, there are times when the greatness about us doesn't fit the situation. Mm. So if you look at the upsets you may have with a man at situational versus fundamental, mm-hmm. then you can actually way more easily be able to put up with his his nonsense, his sloppiness, his craziness or whatever. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. So he's single focus in the house. He ain't picking up a damn thing, but if he's single focus about bringing in the money and making sure that you're taking care of on the street. Yes. So okay. don't, don't, um, don't make it wrong that he's um being the way he's being. Just look at the this this is the circumstances conducive to how he is. Um is it is it serve how he is, or can he win in that environment based on how he actually is? Because a basketball player trying to dribble a football is gonna have a hard time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, a boxer's gonna have a hard time in the kitchen. Yeah. Because you don't you don't punch pot box, pots and pans you you know you use the food in, right? So um keep that in mind. And I actually never said that before, I'm so happy that this is on the recording. Um
3: mm-hmm.
2: so that's that. So okay. Um so next. Uh women are communicators, y'all talk, and men are doers. Men do. Um Y'all communicate because that's the way you were created. Um, You create, you communicate uh, to get what you want, to feel safe and secure, to create relationships and pretty much everything in your life and even the lives of others. You're emotional creatures whose inner priority is around relationships, which makes you want to get to know people, be related, liked, appreciated, and loved because if they know you love them, that you know them and especially understand them, you can relax in the relationships and so can they, and you can reduce your natural concern for safety and security. Men think talking is okay and everything, <laughs> but they don't consider talking anywhere near as important as producing results or at least being in action, such as playing around or having sex. So they want to be successful and successfully man's achievable results or achieved results. Mm-hmm. this usually involves some amount of action. Men relate to each other through shared activities. This is a lot of how they communicate, learn, and create relationships with each other. If a, commun- if a conversation isn't about producing results, they'd rather go relax until they're needed to do something. For men, life is about doing. So um, men usually like to go fishing, and they can sit next to each other and fish and hardly say anything and walk away feeling completely related
3: mm-hmm.
2: because they're doing, they're watching each other do, they're learning from each other, or they're outdoing each other. They're like, that's what they're thinking about. And by the way, I remember uh, listening to an introduction about sales copywriting by this woman. I forget her last name. But her first name was Laura, Laurel something. And she's a redhead. Her, her brand is called Red Hot Sales Copy, and it was designed to teach women, teach people how to write sales copy to get women to spend money. That was her niche: how to talk to women through sales copy. And the only thing I remember, or the biggest thing I remember, I should say, is that um, she said that men use about seven thousand words a day on average, and women use about twenty thousand words a day on average. Hmm. <laughs> When he comes home, he ain't really got a whole lot to say, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's some men they don't they just don't much to want to talk anyhow. Me, I probably talk about I probably use about fifteen thousand words a day when I'm when I'm engaged, like you know mm-hmm. this kind of conversation.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: But um, but um, heck, I don't even talk as much as most women do. I got a friend, I think she talks about fifty thousand words a day. If <laughs> Just sit there and talk to her. Uh, I fall I fall asleep listening to her. Oh my god, I can't take it. And she laughs at me for falling asleep and, and then the other parts she don't listen, so that's what makes it even harder to hear, you
3: know. Mm.
2: And she's trauma sharing and all those other stuff. So um, yeah, men, we think talking is okay and everything, but it, it doesn't do anything near what um, um, what doing can do. And by the way, I want to share something else with you. So I had created this program Happily Ever After, but I didn't call it that at first. I called it Making Relationships Work. It was a beta test. Uh, somebody asked me to create a new workshop that I could help uh, coach um, um, gay men around, And it was, it was particularly the gay community. But, you know, whoever was going to be on a call was going to be on the call. On the call. paid me $1,700 for my beta test, yay. And then uh, about two-thirds through, I was like, oh, this is the best program I ever created and then I chopped it in half, so it was set 12 sessions, because what I was doing was taking one piece and then uh, one half of what didn't work, and then session seven was going to be what did work. Session two was going to be what didn't work. Session eight was going to be about what did work, in that same topic. So I decided, eh, let me cut it in half, and now it's six weeks, go happily I feel like that, right? The reason why I'm bringing this up is this. While I was going through this, I was listening to the gay men on the call. There was four straight women and six gay men. And while I listen to this on the call, I'm thinking, um, wow, this is fascinating. The guy the gay men did not want to hear about gender differences because they're gay. Why should I care about women? I don't care about women. Mm-hmm. It's nice, but I mean, like I'm a guy, I like guys, so what are we talking about? It? I tried to let them know that um that by understanding women you'll understand yourself better. I'm not telling you to not be not be gay, I'm telling you that you learn from everybody, you know, so it was hard for me to get through to those guys, but besides that, I was sharing, you know, with uh, one of the guys that was not in the program, that's a landmark uh, graduate, he's an I.O., I'll just say that, a very, you know, influential guy, you know if I mention his name, so I'm not going to, but I was at his house, chit-chatting with him, and I told him, you know, about my my uh, stuff, and i I'll, I'll just tell you that I was, uh, before I didn't land my form, I was way out there, you know. I I told him that how many women that I had sex with, and um, it was like more than 200, you know. And um, uh, I was almost so scared to tell you, but I realized I could tell you to be responsible. It, it's been like 17 years at least since I was out there like, like a dog. Uh, I'm yeah. tall now. I used to be tall. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, told him, I told him that... Um, you know, I mean, you know, when I had sex with, and he looked at me like he's waiting for the punchline or something. Like, uh, I, before I could say, why are you looking at me like that? He said, well, well dang, I had that, sex with that many men by the time I was 19.
3: Mm.
2: Wow, really? You know, because I, I can see how men are, how men are, um, you know, gay men are so frivolous and promiscuous, right? Mm. That's, how, that's how the age... The epidemic got so rampant because men were just screwing each other left, right, and center, not knowing the impact and consequences. So mm. what he talk, what he basically told me was that, and I totally get it, is that the average gay man has probably had sexual at least a thousand men by the time they're forty. Mm. And when he said that, I had a new respect for women because how much I had to go through to know that I was sexual with women was crazy. Mm. I had to make them like me make them be emotionally engaged. I had to, to sacrifice <laughs> emotions in order to get it, you know what I mean? And men, we be like, oh, I like you, I like you, and let's go to the closet, and that's how they do mm-hmm. it. You, just, you know what I mean? And so you women, your emotions, your desire for communication, relatedness is what keeps relationships going because we, men are too primitive to do that on their own. you all are in charge of relationships. Interesting. Yeah, you handle the relationship end of the relationship. We handle the doing. We handle the doing in the relationship. But one of the problems is that women get mad at men because they got to work so much harder to make the relationship work.
1: So here's the, so so question then because we share landmark. If men are all about the doing and women are about the communicating, what is it that men see about landmark? Is it the like doing? this transformation thing so it can make us more successful?
2: Uh, yeah, that would be a thought. Yeah, it's about building a relationship. And we end up getting, you know, if you just take the classes, you will feel like you're um, learning about how to relate to people, yourself, to life. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're a leader, then you get that, but you also get how to do stuff for landmark, mm-hmm. not how to do stuff for your life per se. They tell you to extrapolate it into your life, but they don't give you nothing, no support structures to have it working in your life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Does that communicate?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: pretty clear, right? Pretty clear. It's almost like they're saying, "How can you not bring this into your life? Because you ain't showing me to bring this into your, my life." Damn it. <laughs> I don't got a coach for that I don't have a, I only got a coach around landmark stuff come on, cut that out so no. yeah so um, the last one I'm going to say for today is like 1113 is um, uh, women are problem oriented men are solution oriented I'm not even going to read that one I'm just going to talk about it real quick so because women have a concern for safety and security Y'all are really good at seeing where the problems are because you need to know where they are so you can actually do something about it <laughs> or have somebody safe else.
1: And secure. Have
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the only way you can feel safe and secure is you look around and there's no problems. Yeah. No problems? Okay. Wait, but there's a problem. Uh, how much money? I got I, I enough money for this month. But what about next month? Problem. <laughs> What am I going to do about it, right? Uh, Where are we? you know, uh, honey. We got money for two years. Okay, I guess I can relax for the first year, but the second year I'm not going to relax, right? So it goes like that. It's like on and on. Like, y'all are actually even good at creating problems that ain't really there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, you can't relax unless there's no problems. Actually, by the way, one of the reasons why it's so that you love comedy, love funny guys, because you can't laugh and be worried at the same time. Mm. When you're laughing, whatever else is going in life is completely gone.
1: Yeah, you have to be present to
2: laugh, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, for the moments that you're laughing, nothing else exists but the f- that you're laughing about. So having a guy that laughs, with, that can make you laugh, is, um, you know, one, he's he's making you forget everything else. Two, he's mm-hmm. having you feel great. Three. You know that he if he's relaxed, you have a reason to relax if he's joking around, it must not be as bad as you think, or at least he's got it or at least there's a good chance he's got it, and so you can relax
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and then of course, you know laughing is is great, you know,
0: okay. You there, Tony? Let me check the internet so you can hear me. getting, uh, pulling up my internet connection again, I'm going to uh, come out and go back in, Hi, Tony. Tony. Can you hear me? Hello, shoot uh. Tony,
4: can you
2: hear me? Oh, man. All right. So I think it was my phone oh. because uh, I think it was there my you phone. Are. Yeah, I had to hang up and come back in, and my phone moved slow. I was typing, so you could see that I could hear every word you said. Even when I wasn't on, I could hear you through my speakers. But I think it was my phone. So in the future, what will happen is uh, I think we should keep open a. Uh, Facebook uh page so I could uh, you know, text you through Facebook or something and and um uh or, or text you on your phone and then um in fact you should text me if if it goes this way in the future and I don't know why it's doing it. I I don't I don't even understand. So No I problem.
1: No, it's honestly it's no, no problem. I'm just glad to good. glad to be back. And we still got uh, we still got eleven minutes. So I'm I'm good to keep
2: keep going. Okay, good, 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 good. yeah, it's just it's just driving me crazy and you know, my commitment is to not be triggered, and I, I got that. I just got triggered again. Ah. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: You are being successful in this call, Tony. I just want to let you know.
2: Yay! You know what that reminds me of, and then I'll go back into this, is that um, this reminds me of when I was in the TMLP and I was in my first year. I was a team T1 leader, and my committed colleague was, a, was the team one leader from the last quarter, and she used to tell me, you know, Tony, you're doing a great job. And the reason why she did that is because when she was a Team 1 leader, she was committed colleagues with the previous quarter, Team 1 leader. And he would tell her when they had their committed colleague calls, you're doing a great job. He said, my number one job is to make sure that you know that you're doing a great job. She used to do that to me, so he just did it again, and you just brought memory. so thank you.
1: Okay.
2: Uh... Yes. As a matter of fact, you might even want to say that to your man, you know, have that be closer, I promise you. It will just make your relationship so great. If you say, listen, I just want you to know, honey, that part of my job is to make sure you know you're doing a good job, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you do a great job.
1: <laughs>
2: he will hug you, he may even cry sometimes, and then y'all will go have sex, and then that's how it's gonna go. You know, I listen to that <laughs> <how> that <goes. laughs> So that that's how that goes. So anyhow, okay, great. Yeah, so Men are so solution-oriented that they don't even worry about problems half the time. They worry about failing. They ain't going to fail. But they don't worry about problems because they know they can solve problems. Men know they can solve problems. Men are the kings of the planet. What I mean is this. There's nothing on the planet Earth that a man can't handle. Not every man can handle everything, but mankind can handle anything. So we can handle climbing up the, the highest mountain. Fly into space, defeat lions, tigers, and bears, dig almost to the center of the planet. There's nothing we can't do. Fly, you know, fight. There's nothing we can't do. The thing is, because we could do anything, or we know somebody that could do anything, we don't worry about problems. We're solutions. We are the solution. Matter of fact, we're the reason a lot of times when people feel safe and unsafe and insecure. We're the reason. We don't have the safety and security, the problem. Uh, we don't have the problem, uh, uh, Gene. We don't get the, the problem virus because we're the virus. <laughs> 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 that's how we feel. That's, that's how come we feel so successful and we don't worry about safety and security because there ain't nothing we can't do. Don't get me wrong. Not, there's plenty of things that Tony personally can't do, but Tony knows where to go find that stuff. Or who knows how to do that or where to go to protect myself or stuff? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our brain is the most powerful thing on the planet outside of nature. Or we can interact with nature. We can't eliminate nature. But we can Actually, we couldn't eliminate nature. We don't really want to do that. So we even have the capacity to blow the whole planet up and destroy it if we wanted to. And mm-hmm. some people act like they do, but, like, we're the solution. That's why we don't have – that's why we don't worry our problems. Don't get me wrong. You know, especially as entrepreneurs, we like problems because – with problems, we solve solutions and make money with the solution of the problem. <laughs> but we we don't worry about problems because we don't worry about safety and security because we're the ones that can do it. Mm. You know, y'all could depend on us for like like y'all make babies and we make everything else. <laughs> Think about it, right? So
1: so what about this world though? With you know, women as the breadwinner and. Women is, you know, um, yeah. I mean, does that does that cut into the masculinity and the success?
2: Yeah, it does. It does to a large degree, and, and and partly because women get annoyed by it, and partly because men don't get a chance to feel successful. Because he becomes a problem if he can't, if she can't go to him, if she needs it, have stuff to have something handled. If she can handle everything she wants to handle, and she got to hit him as a backup. Oh my god. Her, her relationship to herself is, like, supreme. But if he can't Wait, handle it. Say that it, again. If she can can you say that again? If, she, if she's got everything handled in her life and he's got her back because he can handle it on top of her stuff, just, just, there's nothing more supremely experiential about that for a woman. I got my life together and he's got his life together and if I lost mine for whatever reason, he got my back as if nothing ever happened, as if I'm still successful. Jeez, that's like being God for the most part, for a woman. Like the safety and security level, the certain sense of certainty is there is like supreme, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you tell me... But you're saying I mean, that's oh, not great for a guy, though? Well, no, it's great for a guy. he got his stuff handled. she got her stuff handled, and he does. He's got his stuff handled, and he can handle her stuff even if, she, if everything she had fell apart. She's supremely successful, feeling safe. He's just feeling supremely successful. But if she... Is successful and he's not. I don't see that relationship hanging in there very long. You know, and I, I'll just be straight. The reason why I'm not in a relationship because I'm not looking. Because until I'm, able to handle myself financially, like really successfully, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to play the game because I don't want to put that on a woman. It's like mm-hmm. out of respect for her needs of safety and security. How can I provide safety and security if I ain't making no money? At least not enough to make a difference. You know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So so until that happens, I'm just going to be. Making a difference for other people and, and working on, you know, how do I take care of myself that way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to be responsible. Wow. You know? Okay. I mean, yeah, I can go around and have sex once in a while, but I'm not trying to do that no more. Like I want, you know, I want a partner for the rest of my life. That's personal. So until I'm handling myself financially, I'm not even getting in the game because I'm not I'm not setting somebody else up. You know, it's not gonna do that. It's just it's just irresponsible. So so that's it you know, for me. Um, but, but you know, when I say that women make babies and men make everything else, um, y'all love diamonds. Y'all love prop- uh, property, you know, buildings, you know, yachts, cars. Y'all can mm. buy all of that stuff, but y'all don't usually make that stuff.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: That's why I said, y'all make babies, we make everything else.
3: Mm. You know,
2: more or less. Generally speaking, you know, they're yeah, women surgeons and you know, women as astronauts and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, the doing stuff that's our part, the, the relating and the loving stuff that's y'all's part in the relationship. The, wait, what? Can you say that again? I said so. We're the doing part. We're the provider part, and y'all are the love and relating this part. Relating
3: part.
2: Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's that. So, um. You know, given that it is uh you got four minutes left for your hard stop. We'll stop here at uh uh women are problem oriented, men are solution oriented. Uh we just went through numbers one to five. We, you know, the with your listening we'll probably finish the other the fifteen next week, which is fine. Um okay. anything you wanna say about what you heard uh today.
1: Um, yeah, it's uh, well I can I can see how I can you know map it onto to dating, but also work like I'm going to work this afternoon, and i I work with all men and um particularly in thinking about co owning a business with a man um mm. and it's like baffles him that it's taken me like months to like figure out if I wanna you know take this position or not, but it's from the like Yes, it's can I be successful? There's a piece of that, but it's coming from the safe and security. Like I'm single income, and like there's just me, and you know, kind of kind of like that. Um, so I, I can just begin to hear some hear some things that I can I can map on to, to work relationships as well. And my dad, like I was also just thinking about my dad, and like how much like his work has slowed up at the at this um, you know at this point, and um, he, I think he's all triggered by it and all disempowered by it, but it's like to just for him to just hear like how amazing he is, and he, he's like in the one percent of the one percent in terms of you know people that are able to make a living as a musician, you know, and raise a family mm. and all things. So yeah, like that's a, so, so that's kind of went to like three three different places with it.
2: Mm. Great. Because at some point, what I really want to do is I want to actually create. This program to be uh, uh, you know, transferable to business, like you just said, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that men and women can learn how to work with each other in the office or on the court. You know what I mean? So uh, I haven't translated that yet, but I will. Now that I'm looks like going full blast into consulting. But if you ever want to have that conversation to help you make a decision around it, you know, I can give you. I'd be happy to have that conversation with you. you know?
1: About making the choice of whether to take the CEO job. Yes. Oh, cool.
2: Okay. Yes. I mean, you know, it'd be my pleasure and um uh you know, it'd just be another perspective, but I think it'd be a, a perspective being you find very useful. Yeah. I don't know and I don't know what I'm gonna say yet, you know. And you what? I don't know what I'm going to say yet.
1: You know? to say yet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, it's even better. That's yeah, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Well yeah, I'll, throw, I'll 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 um um offer. Can I offer a couple couple of times, see what see what works for you? Sure. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um okay, so then our next our next uh, session's gonna be next Monday. Is that you wanna do eight, nine, ten? What what works for you next Monday?
2: Um I think I'm gonna do eight. Uh let's do eight o'clock and then I will um move my nine o'clock to ten, which is which I think is better I I my friend, she um, uh, was going to do a 9 o'clock. She's like, wanted to do 10. I'm like, nah, going to do 11. So I've got to push her a little bit back, than push her all the way back like I had to do today because she cheeses at the last second. But you know, it's all good. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do 8. I'll let her know up front. And, uh, okay. 8 a.m.
1: Okay, got it. All right, great. Thanks, Tony. Can't wait.
0: Yay. All right, talk to you later.
1: Okay, thanks,
0: bye. Bye-bye.